0: Hi, I'm Dr. Frank Banfield, Kids Speech Club, and thank you for joining us today for this podcast, and uh, very excited to have with us uh, as our special guest, one of our own. Uh, staff members, uh, Steve Brines. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we had it all the way down the hall. You for did. This you came a long way. Yeah. And, and you know, we shot a couple of these where you were on the other side of the switches. Yeah, and I was everything. in the
1: corner over there. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we, our, our podcast, was little little crowded here. Mm-hmm. But we're uh, we're going to be talking today about volunteers, and not just about volunteers for Kids Beach Club, but kind of the whole world of volunteers. Because it really is volunteers that make everything happen in nonprofit organizations. It's volunteers that make everything happen in churches, and so that's really our focus on this podcast: volunteers. So Steve came to us. Uh, we found you on the street, uh, you know, January 20, twenty-two. Yeah, no, no, actually, he came to us from uh, Arizona, and of course, Kids Beach Club is headquartered in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area. And uh, so you came here and you are you wore a couple different hats. You've got a hat uh has to do with our operations and help with operations. You're also associate producer for our television show. And then more recently, we've kind of given you the hat of volunteers director. So I don't know if you even know what all those hats are, if you're just trying to yeah. figure out how to juggle them. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. It, yeah, it's really just balancing what's on the plate and how you can best contribute. And so... I think we all wear multiple hats in our jobs, in our homes, and so yeah. in some ways, it's it's something we're all kind of familiar with. Right, exactly. Well, see, tell us a little before we kind of jump into volunteers,
0: but let's talk a little bit about your background. And you know, uh, you're in Arizona and working with a couple of different churches. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about what you're doing with those churches. Yeah.
1: Well, um, I knew that God called me into church leadership, church ministry when I was in high school. My sophomore year in high mm-hmm. school, I was volunteering as a as a as a high schooler with our student ministry team Mm -hmm. and uh, we were doing some training and i remember one day um sitting in that training reading a verse i'd heard a million times before in matthew matthew 9 uh uh, chapter 9 verses 37 and 38 which says the harvest is plentiful Mm -hmm. but the workers are are few ask the lord of the harvest to send out workers into the field and i remember hearing that thinking i i want to be a worker, And mm-hmm. so that was the moment I felt God call me, not just as a worker for the kingdom, but in church ministry. And so I ended up uh, attending Biola University mm-hmm. in Southern California. At the time, I thought I was going to be doing um, youth ministry. I was mm-hmm. in youth ministry and being mentored by the youth pastor. So I thought, naturally, that's just what I'll do. But God used a, a series of events to direct me into to kids ministry in fact, you know, you ask a, a number of churches and organizations if they struggle to recruit volunteers, right. what are they going to say? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Every day that ends in yeah. "y." Nobody has enough volunteers. Nobody. But now, ironically, when I tried to start serving for the first time, I found one ministry that had enough volunteers. Mm-hmm. I, I went to the church um, that was near the university, and I wanted to serve, and in youth ministry on their youth team and they said actually we don't need any volunteers wow. well, looking back I'm like wow. when does that happen so they said what if you serve in fifth grade with our kids ministry and then next year you can move up with those kids and have mm. a relationship already established and Very then smart. you can serve here and so that's in, ended up what God used part of what God used to direct me into into kids ministry was a ministry that said they didn't need volunteers yeah so
0: i really god directing you
1: so you found fifth grade i guess you like fifth grade yeah well at first i was really nervous because one of the fifth grade uh girls that was in the group i was leading was uh, a daughter of my old testament professor oh so (laughs) (laughs) he was the chair of the department and so i was so nervous here here i was just a college kid and, and trying to, you know, didn't really know what I was doing, right. and uh, was tasked with teaching this this girl who, who who every day hears from this Old Testament Bible scholar. And so I I definitely faced in that moment what I think all of us face when, when we think about volunteering is, do I have what it takes? Mm-hmm. What if I mess up? Am I good enough? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really want to do this. And so I was facing that in real time in my first role. In college, so were you tempted?
0: um, Let's just stick to the New Testament stories, and and we're going to stay away from the Old Testament. You go get that from your dad at home.
1: Yeah, when in doubt, just stick with Jesus. Right? That's right. Stick with
0: Jesus. Jesus. So, uh, so you're a college student. You're young. You're you're kind of intimidating role. Not you know, but for some people, a a fifth grader is could be pretty intimidating. Yeah. But uh, you're intimidating role. So, how did you work through that? So, how did you go from you know you you knew God was calling you to be part of the harvest. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to sit on the sidelines. You want to be in the game. And now you're in this role. but you've got this anxiety, this concern. So how do you push through that?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I've always heard that statement, that phrase, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the call. Mm-hmm. And part of the way he equips you is he uses who you were meant to be. And so what I did was I just leaned back on who I was. You know, I, I, I'm actually just a fun person. I like to I like to joke around and keep things lighthearted. And so I didn't try to be the Bible scholar. I just tried to be fun. And I tried to make it a fun experience for those kids. And that's what came naturally for me. And that's what allowed me to then just be who I meant was meant to be. And uh, God took care of the rest, you know, and he takes all the lessons and he 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 brings that into someone's heart and actually is the one who who uh, makes the you know makes the word of God intelligible to, to people. It's not our words. It's it's the movement of the yeah, spirit. So you've been
0: uh, you know in churches and, and of course in the role here. Do you, do, have you found over the years that sometimes as organizations we almost try to overstructure things for volunteers? Because you you saying you had to really rely on who you uh, who you were and allow your personality come through and allow you know the gift set. But do you feel like sometimes organizations and churches try to make everybody look the same as far as the volunteer and put them in a box?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think um, oftentimes we've got preset roles. And and at the end of the day, you have certain roles that you need to fill. In a children's ministry, you've got small group leaders or you've got worship leaders. You've got certain roles that you want to fill. um, But oftentimes we stop there and we don't open ourselves to the gifting that different people might have. Um, And if we say, I need somebody to serve in kids' ministry, for example, someone might say, I know what that looks like, and that's not for me. Mm -hmm. Because standing in front of a bunch of kids for 45 minutes and trying to teach them the Old Testament, that's not for me. So then they completely check out of volunteering altogether, when really they just weren't a a right fit for that role. Mm -hmm. So, I've liked to, to, to use a tool where you've got kind of like a, a quadrant, a four quadrant chart. Mm-hmm. So, you've got the X axis, which will kind of list out roles from left to right, um, kind of as uh, more regular and consistent roles. And, and if you, as you go to the right, those are more seasonal roles. Mm-hmm. And then the Y axis, upside down or from top to bottom, would be um, people oriented roles as you move down. To task-oriented roles. So now, if you follow the quadrants, you might have a regular task-oriented role, or you might have a seasonal people-oriented role. And I think the more we can identify the strengths and types of roles that exist in in church ministry and organizations, we can match people up to the roles that match their giftedness. Well, that's good. It isn't also part of that
0: has to do with experience level, right? So. Sometimes you ask a volunteer, hey, jump in and teach this fifth grade class every single week till Jesus comes. That can be a little intimidating. But if going back to that chart, you're talking about these seasonal things. You say, hey, we need help over Christmas working with fifth graders doing yeah. X. It kind of lets them ease into it. Doesn't oh, it? absolutely.
1: Definitely those seasonal opportunities are ones where... Um, you know, we can get a good taste for what a role might look like mm-hmm. and decide, hey, is this for me long-term? Is this something I could see myself doing? Um, and maybe, usually, you come out of that opportunity and think, wow, I, I, that wasn't as bad as I thought. That was actually more fun or more rewarding, or I could actually see myself doing that. Yeah. But, you know, it really uh, depends on uh, church leaders' um, equipping volunteers and not just throwing them in to the deep end, but, you know, I've heard that model. I do, you watch, uh-huh. um, you do, I watch, mm-hmm. you do, I watch, and then you do mm-hmm. to really set volunteers up for success. And as a church leader, you know, I would say, um, our, op- our role is to set the church up to, uh, to minister and to, to be successful in ministry. And that really is the Ephesians four model right. of ministry is, uh, equipping the church to do works of service that build up the body of Christ. And mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a, a way we have to rethink um our leadership in, in churches and organizations.
0: But isn't there, especially in smaller churches, maybe it's you know larger churches as well, but but the fact that there's never enough volunteers, Sunday is always coming. That's like the one thing you know, yeah. Sunday is always coming. I must be a senior pastor and I was preaching several times a week. It was like I just get one sermon done, and man, there's another right on its heels. But you just get one children's church done, you just get one whatever, and there's a whole nother one coming. So the pressure is there to fill those slots, mm-hmm. and and so how is it for churches that you know they get the focus on filling the slots, and it's not so much about getting the right person in the slot, and and yeah, are we almost doing ourselves a disservice? Because like what you said, we, if we put somebody in there and they know that this isn't for them and then they just give up on serving altogether. So how do we, re, how do we, you know, kind of two, two sides of the question, you know, what are churches maybe doing wrong when it comes to just slotting people? And then the other side is when we come across somebody that says this isn't a fit for me, how do we handle those or how should we handle
1: those? Yeah, oh, I, mean, I love this question. Uh, because oftentimes we are so desperate to get anybody into a volunteer role because Sunday's every coming, oh. uh, coming every week uh, or you know, ministry keeps happening. So uh, that desperation is, is something people see. And um, we, what we'll do is we'll lower the bar. Mm-hmm. We'll lower the bar of expectation and requirement um, for what it means to volunteer. Oh, you actually, you know, maybe you can just serve once a month. You really don't have to do much. Just kind of read this. We make it so easy for somebody that now, even if you have somebody who is qualified, do they really want to be a part of that? I'd say chances are not so much. And so I think you don't want to make it impossible for people to get plugged in, but what would it look like if you reverse that pattern and you start to raise the expectation of what it means to be a part of a team you raise what uh, you're expecting of volunteers um, what you're releasing them to do the authority and and um, the opportunity to serve and lead now people have to to really sacrifice to be a part of it now they're they're really wanting to do that to be a part of this vision they want to be a part of it and and it's almost like well, Hey, we don't have enough spots for you to join us. And so, um, and, and then also at the end of the day, you know, w- what does it look like to bring in somebody on your team based off of a need versus based off of their gifting and their calling? Mm-hmm. Because I think there's two places we can serve. We can serve where we're needed, or we can serve where we're called. Mm-hmm. And um and, and where we're needed. That's gonna be more short term and people will cycle through. But if we're serving where we're called and we're gifted, that's gonna be a long term fit. Right. I
0: think that's good. Going back to that seasonal kind of a you know chart, yeah, it's one thing to plug in when you need it. I mean, all of us who've been in ministry for any period of time, you know, we know there are those times when you just gotta jump in and do stuff. Mm-hmm. And it may be cleaning the toilets, it may be, you know, moving chairs. I mean, how many you know, how many chairs have we, you know, those of us in ministry, how many chairs and tables have we moved, yeah. you know, in our lifetime. I mean, it's just, it's stuff like that, Um, but it's, it's, those are things that we may not want to do all the time, right? You know, it's like, okay, it's a need, but I'm going to get burned out on that. There's, you know, it's like writing left-handed if you're right-handed. I can do it for a little while. It's not going to look pretty and it's going to wear me out, but I can do it. But I wouldn't want to do that all the time. And and so we have that, you know, we have that same experience in churches. Yeah, a
1: a task-oriented person being placed in a role that's people-oriented, they're going to be drained. Yeah, and and you know, on the you know, on the reverse side, um, those people-oriented people doing tasks and just setting things up all the time—if they can't do it relationally, they're going to be drained as well. So I think aligning the you know the personalities that we have uh, with the role is going to be what we do uh, to to strengthen our teams long term. But doesn't that take
0: time? Mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't it take time to figure that out? Because Sunday's coming, and you got that slot to fill. Yeah, I mean. So do we just tend to gravitate towards what's the easiest, you know, it's the tyranny of the urgent? And so, how do we just? Yeah. I got a warm body who can fog a mirror and, like, you know, put them in there, as opposed yeah. to being longer and more proactive. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm going to tell you something, and you may not like it. So, you know, those listening may not like it as well. But I would say, if uh, I'd say, if you're in a, a church leadership position, you're good at making things look like there's nothing wrong with your ministry. So the best thing you can do to grow your ministry long-term sometimes might mean to let things fall apart. Mm. Because if you're casting the vision for people to be a part of something and they come to check it out and they say, they don't need me. Mm. It looks fine. They may not be willing to jump in and, and contribute. But if, if they come in and they see, wow, they're, they're, in, in, they're in need of help they might be, might be more willing to, to say, okay, I think, I think I'm being called. Maybe this is a place yeah. for me. Now, take that with a grain of salt. Right, right. Because okay. we don't want to let salt. things fall right. apart. But I think we do such a good job at covering up our deficiencies. Right. And we make it look like we've got it all together. Now, if you take that into the spiritual sense, as Christian leaders, as mature believers... Sometimes we do the same thing with our faith. Mm -hmm. We make it look like we've got it all together and that there's no problems. And those who are new, stepping in for the first time, Mm -hmm. may think, I don't know, I'm not like that. Maybe this isn't for me. And I think we have to do a good job balancing Mm -hmm. the need and the reality with with where God's uh, equipping and empowering us to be. So what you're really talking about is transparency,
0: right? Mm -hmm. We're just being open and honest about where we're at. And I think sometimes in leadership, we also do bait and switch. Mm. So going back to what you said earlier, this is real simple. It's not going to take much time. It's just this one Sunday. And they get in, and then we we flip it on them. Yeah. And like, well, it really is a whole lot more. Because we weren't, we weren't transparent. We weren't honest, really honest up front, and let people know what they're getting into.
1: Yeah. And I think even if we have a job description and we say, this is what this job looks like, this is what you're going to be doing, um, oftentimes people just... Don't do it because they don't want to sign up for the lifetime membership. Right, right. We don't even spell how long it's going to be. So I'm, I'm in favor of uh, serving years. You know, in children's ministry that's easy, or or student ministry that's easy because it goes with the school year, where you where you set up that year long or that uh, that school year season. And at the end of it, you 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 have a, a meeting to assess. Hey, how did it go? You know, is there is there something that I can do as a church leader to help? you be more successful. Is, are, is there anything that you see from your perspective that we can do better? Like, What is your yeah. perspective? What are your insights? And, and the more that we can kind of take it that way, it's kind of like bite-sized chunks. We're not signing up for eternity till death do us part. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just signing up to serve in a specific role for a specific duration of time. And, and something you said
0: there kind of sparked a, something somebody told me a long time ago, which I've seen true in ministry. Involvement produces commitment. So the more we involve people, the more committed they are. So the more we involve them in the evaluation process, like what you're talking about, also the more we involve them on the front end and planning and everything else, that gives them ownership. You know, when when we go from from you to me, or for you to us, or we, you know, that's when things uh, really come home to to those people. So they really see themselves in and they have ownership of that. So, uh, so Steve, you are in college. You made it through the fifth grade, uh, and then you ended up serving some churches in Arizona uh, in a couple different roles. You were a children's pastor, uh, preteen pastor. So, talk a little bit about that, and then I want to pivot and talk about your role here with uh, volunteers at Kids Beach Club.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think all ministry is family ministry. So, you know, whether we served in student ministry, preteen, and preteen really is, um, you know, kind of that in between. Children's ministry and, and and youth ministry, middle school ministry, but that might be anywhere from third grade to, to sixth grade, which mm-hmm. is right in line with with our vision here at Kids Beach Club is uh, to give a Jesus experience to, to every uh, third through sixth grade boy and girl. Um, so I so I've served mostly in in those youth roles, um, children's really birth all the way up through twelfth grade, and um, they, they all are. A unique role They're you know all kids at different stages are unique um, I, I've I've led teams and um, ministries uh, over uh, welcome team greeting team um, some operations team set up and tear down so I, I've had a number of hats and um, at the end of the day who, who you're ministering to and what that looks like may change but you're still leading the same way you're you're um, identifying, recruiting, equipping, empower, empowering, and appreciating volunteers um, because really we only have so much we can do as as leaders um, and and our, our ministries are not going to be as effective as um, as they can be if people are bringing not only their, their time, talents, and treasures, but their gifts and abilities. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And you think about it, you know, we have people in our churches that you know, they're leading organizations, they're running businesses, they're doing all the, you know, great things, and then they come to the church, and we don't tap into those great skill sets that they have, and we just kind of, you know, push them aside, and it's like, no, there's this amazing amount of talent and everything just waiting to be unleashed, and, and yeah. I, I used to say all the time, I, I've seen a disconnect between the pulpit and the pew, you know, as a pastor, I was like, man, there's no volunteers, no volunteers, you know, but then, but then people from the pew were like, well, they don't need me. I don't see a need. Nobody's asking me. You know, Nobody's trying to get to know me and plug me in and use my you know, gift set. So it's, it's one thing when, when somebody comes to you and says, hey, I, I want you to help out with this, which is totally outside your skill set. Yeah. And then another time when somebody comes to you and asks you to do something that's completely
1: inside your skill set. Yeah. Right? I'll give you two examples of, uh, of two incredible volunteers I've had. Um, one, one that I had, one that we had at, at, at the church. Uh, both who we tried so hard to get them to, to, to join a volunteer team. It just wasn't happening. It wasn't the right timing. The first was a teacher. and she was a fourth grade teacher and one of the best that I had ever seen would loved for her to, to join our kids' ministry as a small group leader or a teacher. But it's just never something that was in the cars. She spent all of her hours with kids, didn't want to spend her off time Uh serving Uh with kids. But we just prayed about it. And again, all of this is way better when we release it to the Lord. Mm -hmm. When we're doing this out of our own strength, we're always going to have the holes. But when we leave our ministry and our staffing and volunteers up to the Lord and, and rely on the leading of the Spirit, that's where God multiplies our efforts. But uh, eventually, I remember after years of praying, it was probably like uh, four or five years, she finally said, all right, Steve-O, I'm in. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to volunteer. But at this point, uh, she didn't just volunteer as a, as a teacher or a small group leader. She came in as our lead large group volunteer. So she was leading other volunteers. She mm-hmm. was leading all of our, um, our, our large group volunteers for fourth through sixth grade. Huge blessing. So yeah. it took some time, but the ask was raised, the bar was raised, and in the Lord's timing, she stepped into service. And I think there's something about,
0: you know, sometimes we pigeonhole things. So we say, Well, I need you to serve in kids' ministry. I don't really like kids, maybe somebody says. Mm-hmm. But if you, instead, what you need is somebody who's administrative and I need somebody, oh, you need me to do that? You need me to help with these logistics? Oh, I get to do that. It really doesn't matter in that case that it's kids minister or youth minister or whatever, because they're using their giftedness. It just happens to be in that particular area of ministry. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we miss out on volunteers because, you know, we say, hey, you, do you love working with kids? Or do you love working with nursery, you know,
1: babies? Yeah. Or, wh- or even, are you a Christian? <laughs> yeah. I had a volunteer who served every week in our tech booth who had never made a decision to follow Jesus. Wow. And he was there every week, even more faithful than some of the believers in the church. And he heard the message of the gospel every single week until finally he heard it. The call was made for kids. And he stepped out and gave his life to Christ. Wow. Now, how amazing is that when we say you know what here's what I can see here here's what I feel I need for for my team but I'm going to trust you lord i'm going to trust the roles that exist that might exist that I haven't thought of and the tiny and I'm going to trust it all to you yeah. Yeah. so let's let's talk about kids Beach club because uh we
0: rely on volunteers mm-hmm. I mean so we've had um I was looking at the numbers earlier I, I think it's some twenty seven thousand does that right sound right yeah so I, I
1: think it might have been 27,371 or two. I think it's gone up yeah, since it,
0: yesterday. Right. Each day we actually get more volunteers, which is really neat. But and those are volunteers serving in actual clubs. Mm-hmm. So on a Tuesday afternoon, three o'clock or whatever it is that their local beach club meets. But just like what we're talking about with churches where there are needs beyond what's the obvious, yeah. you know, the obvious of having that fifth grade teacher, the, you know, having that person in the nursery, whatever. But there are other things that have to take place and that, to get the job done, to get the ministry done. So talk to us a little bit about what that is. And it's what really we call here at, at Kids Beach Club our beach patrol, which is a little different than those 27,000 who have served in, in the actual club.
1: Yeah. And there may be some overlap, but, I, I, I you know, I appreciate the, the distinction because there is all kinds of need and opportunities when you talk about volunteering with Kids Beach Club uh, there are so many factors and facets and, um, that, that lead into an effective club. Uh, the, the most important thing I really believe, and I, we really believe here, is prayer. Mm-hmm. And so before anything, before we sit down and talk about all the, the roles that we've identified or we could identify, man, we are in need of a team. Of prayer warriors. And so that's really our first uh, uh, aim and effort is to recruit. But um, then, as you start to, to look at what's possible, like I love that question w- what if? What's possible? Because there are people with gifts and abilities who are waiting to be invited in and use it for the kingdom. People who can take photos, who are creative, who are good with videography, uh, all the things that I'm not really good at, that <laughs> you're not really good at, like um, people who are really good administratively, good at details, all the things that, you know, that you might say, well, that's kind of boring. I don't know. You know, there are people who would say, guess what I created? We, just this, this past year, we had somebody who, who came in and said, I, I know you have a need to have all these, uh, all this information entered into this document well i've created a program to automate some of that i'm like how would that ever be possible not for people contributing based on their giftedness and to serve like we are so blessed when the church when the body of christ comes together and says i've got this passion i've got this gift and i want to use it to reach preteens and God's gonna bless that. And so, photography, uh, even uh, event planning, that's someone who says, you know what, I would love to, to to plan events. We do a lot of events around here, and they've got some incredible purposes to them. So, opportunities for people to help plan that, man, they are. Plentiful, you know, but maybe purchasing. I, we're the people who love to just spend money, you know, <laughs> and and it might we laugh at that. There's better people who can raise money. We need that to too. Raise <laughs> money, but I mean, like, you know, how great is it for someone to say, you know what? Here's you need to go buy this stuff, and they're just not buying whatever they want. But you know, they're part of a team. You know, we work together to achieve the the purposes that God set before this ministry, and we all bring it together. Maybe their gift is buying things at a discounted rate. Man, we need those people, you know? Right,
0: right. And, you know, and of course, our volunteers, uh, man, they're there and they're in clubs, but there are those who would love to be a part, tangible part mm-hmm. of the ministry that can't show up at 3 o'clock on, you know, yeah. Tuesday afternoon. And so this, doesn't this then give them the opportunity yeah. to be engaged to use their skill set um, with our ministry?
1: Yeah, and you know what? It's, it's sad because oftentimes... We hear those voices that would put us down, right? That would say, well, you can't do this, so you have no value. Mm-hmm. I mean, those uh, those voices would accuse, they would critically judge, they would sabotage what God wants to do through his church. And um, we, we aren't trying to create roles that say these are the I- ideal roles to serve so do these because this is how you would be awesome. <laughs> um, we are giving opportunities for for the church to step in and say, "How has God gifted you and wired you, and how is He leading you?" And now you can say no to those voices that want to put you down, and you can step into what God's created for you because He's created all of us with our unique personality. Um, I, I like the I like the acronym Shape. If you heard that from uh, from Saddleback. So we all have our, our spiritual gifts, we all have our personality, uh, our, our heart, mm-hmm. uh, which is our passions, we have our abilities, we have our personalities, and we have our experiences. So you bring those together and it creates our shape, it's who God wired us to be. And so I, I don't want to come up with a list and say, that's it, that's the, that's the end of the list. I want to say, I value the church being raised up and equipped to the acts of service to build the body of Christ. If I need to add a role, let's add a role. You know, I need to pray through opportunities and follow where God leads. And as the ministry
0: grows, continues to grow, you know, there are there, there needs that we're going to have a year from now that we don't know we have. Oh, to, yeah. You know, I mean, we've been in television just a couple of years now, and there's so, so many things that have come out of that. We had no idea two years ago, you know, so much of this. Now we do. So there's so many things that are coming down the road that, you know, God may be preparing us for by bringing that right volunteer. Yeah. So so a couple of things you said. One is that we're really kicking this off with a focus on prayer. Yeah. And so we really want to get that prayer team together. And, and we're trying to get a 1,000 people yeah. uh, who will pray for Kids Speech Club each week, right? right. Yeah. And we're going to give them some guidelines, some things, prayer points and things like that. Yeah. So we really need those, those thousand people. And then also, we know as Kids Speech Club grows, to be good stewards of the resources that God gives us, you know, we, we can't just hire and hire and hire and hire and hire people, you know, put people on salary. But there is so much that can be done to the body of, through the body of Christ mm-hmm. that um, would allow us to be able to grow without having the financial constraints of having to build a really large staff. Right. And, and so any of you watching, at home listening to this, you know, Kids Speech Club, we do an amazing work. You know, we're touching lives literally all over the world with a very, very small staff. Uh, but we also have this army of volunteers. Uh, there's no way we could do these clubs, right, if it we wasn't for these volunteers and oh, our absolutely. churches that we're working with. And these churches are stepping up. So, Steve, uh, tell folks how they can get involved. If they if they want to sign up, be part of this prayer team, Uh, Or they want to, you know, they have other gifts and they just want to know how they can plug it in. Yeah. How do they do that?
1: Well, um, right now you can go to our website, kidsbeachclub.org. There's a tab that says get involved. It's going to give a lot of ways to get involved. There's an interest form that we have that you can fill out and say, I'm interested in beach patrol. And you can mark, hey, these are the teams that sound good to me, that speak to me. Mm -hmm. Um, You can see the list at least. You know, Again, this this is all organic. We're growing it. Uh, we're, we're praying. And um, so as we have responses, as God's giving opportunities, we're going to build it. So you can go to the, the website, go to uh, Get Involved. Um, we'll have uh, links to get to this interest form to say, I'm interested. Sign me up or just tell me more. And I'll mm-hmm. give you a call or somebody will reach out to you and, and talk with you, help you identify, well, what are you passionate about? What what gifts do you have? Um, what, what do you what do you want to do mm-hmm. for kids beach club? Because if it, if there's not a team that's or a role that's been assigned or figured out, maybe you're or the you know somebody listening is able to be the instigator to start something. That's right, and it could be again that you know, we may not have
0: something today. But that interest will spark something mm-hmm. for tomorrow, yeah, or it's like, okay, we know we've got these people who can do this, and then and then you may be in a holding pattern for a little while until God you know continues to grow the ministry. yeah, but if we don't know that they're out there, if we don't know that people are willing, then we can't plug them in. yeah, and I'm
1: not just looking for someone to come in and 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 be a part of a team. I'm even looking for and praying for and expecting and waiting for those who would say, man, I feel so gifted in prayer, or called to prayer, or passionate mm-hmm. about, about prayer, I think I want to consider leading the, the team on mm-hmm. prayer, or, or, or man, I, I would really love to lead this team or that team, so I'm looking for people to serve on teams, I'm also looking for people who want to lead on teams, yeah. and we're going to trust the Lord, take through a pro- go through a process to make sure we've got the right people on the right teams, yeah. um, and that everyone is set up and empowered to be successful. that's very good.
0: So again, we we appreciate y'all joining us today. And we encourage you to get involved with Kids Beach Club. Uh, Go to the website, kidsbeachclub.org. You'll see at the top that says get involved, as Steve said, and then work your way through that. There are different ways to get involved. You can get involved in a club itself, a physical club. You can get involved by helping bring a Kids Beach Club to your campus. We're getting your church involved, and there's information about that there. You can get involved by donating. We we certainly need that, uh, but you can also get involved through Beach Patrol in volunteering in some ways outside of club uh, that we need as well. And so I hope that you'll do that. Well, man, this has been a quick uh, quick podcast. We're out of time, but um, just just want to encourage uh, everybody listening at home. You know, and I love what we started with. You, you talked about that call. You know, the, 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 uh, the harvest is plentiful, mm-hmm. but the labors are few. And so if you're listening to us today and you're not engaged, you're not serving somewhere in your local church, certainly starting there, and but then as God gives you capacity outside of your local church, serving uh, in the body of Christ in some way, and we hope that you'll pray about that. Don't be a spectator. Christianity is not a spectator sport. Uh, get involved, get off the sideline, get involved. And if we can help you here at Kids Beach Club get involved and get engaged in some way, we'd love to try to do that. So, again, reach out to us kidsbeachclub.org. Thank you so much for joining us. Steve, thank you for making the yeah. long, long journey down Makes the hallway into the, the, yeah. the podcast room. This has been great. And so, we're excited. We're looking for some great things to come uh, with our volunteers. All right. God bless you. And thank you for joining us at Kids Beach Club podcast.